Church Podcast. We're so thankful to have you with us today. Just a heads up on this episode, the audio is a little screwed up and I'm new to this whole podcast thing and the technology it takes to pull it off. Uh, All the content is there. I think it's clear, but it's not the usual audio quality that maybe you've come to love and expect from us here at the Vine and the Vine Conversations Podcast. But just want to put that disclaimer out there. Um, we're working on it. There's like a faint radio station in the background. And sometimes when you're working with audio things and wireless things and you get a radio station and um, don't let that bother you. I know it's there. It's it's really faint. Um, so you probably won't even notice it that much, hopefully. But we're working on that. Uh, I'm recording this from my office. There may be some radio tower around here or my setup is somehow predisposed to deal with um, to, to, to welcome a radio station frequency somehow so we're figuring that out but uh, this is a, a staff podcast that um, I think is really important for us to check out and consider and so I hope you enjoy the podcast well as you can tell it's the Vine staff back on the podcast and uh, I'm trying to rein these kids in with James it's always a challenge but I had a thought about a podcast that I thought would be really interesting. Um, Laurel, you're laughing at me. Why are you laughing? Because you're so interesting, Zach. That is that is very true. Um, if you can, you need to talk louder, just so you know. Um, I'm rebuked. Yes, very much so. It did. It did show up. Um, we're, we're navigating the technology here amidst, uh, differences in vocal sound and quality. Um, okay. So here's the question, Vine staff. We've talked about COVID, but this is something I think that we can really learn from. Um, COVID has taught us a lot of lessons, a lot of them negative, but my hunch is that a lot of them are potentially very positive. And I would just love to hear us reflect on things that we've learned from COVID, time of COVID, that we want to maintain moving into the future. So the opposite would be, I'm looking forward to the day when I don't have to wear a mask. I'm hoping I don't have to wear a mask for the rest of my life. But there are some things that I do want to maintain maybe for the rest of my life. And I'll just give you one that's really silly right out of the gate. We've all spent so much time on Zoom, right? And as a result, you get to look at what your face looks like all the time. And I didn't know how much of like an angry resting face I have. Like my think, like my thinking face is like furrowed brow. And I kind of knew that. I didn't know it as much as I know it now. And I look like I'm angry and it's really just, I'm just thinking. And so I'm trying to remind myself, like raise the eyebrows, like don't have the scowled face, you know, 
because it's kind of off-putting. I mean, I'm looking at myself going, why do you look so grumpy? Like, you're not mad. And I never would have noticed that apart from COVID. So I'm thankful for that. I don't want to have a grumpy face my whole life when I'm thinking. Um, what would you guys say? I'm curious to hear what you guys would say. Here's my silly one. I've discovered the beauty of like dressing for everyday. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like jammies on the bottom. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Jammies on the bottom. I love jammies on the bottom. I've never done that before. It feels kind of funny to have like jammies on the bottom and then like a real sweater and earrings and your hair done on the top. And I'm like, no, this is cool. I wish I could maintain this. I wish I could show up at the office with jammies on the bottom. This is <laughs> this is something I will not maintain. Um, but that's been a fun a fun discovery. It's been yeah. Zoom calls with jammies on the bottom. There you go. Check check. You hear me, Zach. <laughs> Check, check, Loud check one, clear, check brother. two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think this has probably been said before, but I've appreciated just pace of life, um, especially as the sun is shining today, um, just spending time with the family this morning and taking a walk around the block. And uh, I think last summer slash fall, it was just really cool to see family units sticking together, um, probably because we all were told to stay together in our family units um and there's no downside to that um that was really cool just to see families slow down enjoy being outside together um and so i know for me i have a tendency just to say yes to everything and every commitment um where last summer i never got an opportunity to say yes to a commitment so i'm looking forward to just wisely navigating what I say yes to and what I say no to uh, for the sake of just pace of life and managing um, just what's, yeah, just managing family rhythms and, and keeping those healthy, if that is any making of sense. It does make sense. Bubby, what about you, man? Well, I really honestly was going to say that exact thing. I was going to say not being able to do anything for a couple of weeks was really great to realize how much I overscheduled myself. Um, so I'll pivot. I've actually enjoyed, and this is, maybe this is weird. Um, I ran into somebody that I used to hang out with today and I asked him, Hey, are you hanging out with people? Do you want to get together? And it was, this is weird, but it was nice to just very, um, acceptably ask somebody, Hey, what do you find comfortable and uncomfortable? Or what are you good with? What are you not good with? So like, if he said, no, I'm not hanging out with people. Like he wouldn't have judged me for hanging out with people or, um, just like, what's your line? What's your boundary? And just like come right out. Hey, are you, or like at church on Sundays, like, Oh, are you shaking hands? Are you doing fist bumps? Are you doing elbows? What are you doing? You're doing nothing like wave. Like that's fine too. And I don't know. It's, it's really refreshing to just, I don't have to know going into everything what everybody's line is on these things and just, hey, are you doing handshakes? All right. I know that's silly, but. Like a directness in communication? Yeah, you exactly. Feel the freedom to? Yeah, just the, the directness of the directness of what's your line. I'm going to respect that and you're going to respect it. And it's not weird to ask what your line is yeah. right now. That's cool. Yeah, I, I think that could be a really interesting transferable concept in Christian community in general where 
we have, like, this is a great thing, honestly, as I'm thinking about it. Um, it's great practice for showing deference to one another. Mm-hmm. And like, um, like Romans 12, um, uh, I'm going to butcher the, I should know this, I've memorized it before, but like, um, go out of your way to show honor to one another is the essence of one of the verses in Romans 12. Um, and like, man, in, in, in matters of conscience and matters that aren't explicitly biblical, that aren't my preference, can I show deference to somebody else? Um, and that's really good practice for us as Christians. And I feel like our church has done a pretty good job with that. Um, but I don't need to make this a big deal if the Bible doesn't make it a big deal. You know, else you did a good job on Zach was you did you you raised your eyebrows during Houston's conversation. There, you were you weren't furrowing them, right? Yeah. So I just want to commend you on Thank you on doing what you said you wanted to change. I'm I'm growing. I felt very listened to and <laughs> not angry at. Do you guys feel like when when you come and talk to me and I'm just like concentrating and trying to process what you're saying, like no. that, that, that 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 I just look angry? Laurel, we've talked about Justin having a, an angry angry resting face, angry thinking face. How does how do you guys talk about that? Help me out here. I just started taking pictures of him. <laughs> I'd be like hang on a sec and I just take a quick picture and show it to him he's like oh my gosh look at my face um yeah no I just tease him about it that's all that's good another one for us that we want to maintain again is like that family time just seeing that like the family time is precious and like how come we don't prioritize this all the time um but then I'm then I'm thinking of also those that are single and don't have like we've got six people that live in my house and so um, that's unique. And so we prioritize family time because we had to because we lived together. And we, you know, a lot of this, we weren't allowed to go anywhere. But single people, um, as I move into the future, I think I might be more acutely aware of single people. And the unique challenge of that is some, that, that that is sometimes. And so I think COVID has maybe taught me to have my radar kind of attuned to that a little more. And I, and I like that for our household, um, but also for our church household. So that's another one I've thought of. You guys have anything else that you've thought of that is like lessons from um, quarantine or, or COVID that we want to maintain for the future? Is this good? Can you hear me? All right. Um, I think I've said this before in another podcast, but when COVID hit, it just simplified our life and gave Justin and I more time to pray together. And he's been pretty faithful in leading us in that as a married couple. But with COVID, there was more time and more, um, things to take to the Lord in prayer, where sometimes maybe it was just cursory or this is what we do, where there were longer times to walk and talk and pray and uh, it's been really rich. And um, now as COVID's lifted a little bit for my husband and I, and we're getting a little bit more busy, we were just noticing that we've kind of missed that rhythm a little bit. And uh, so are working to just hold on to that um, because I think it is a really, really good spiritual discipline. And 
yeah, it's been great to see as we've prayed how the Lord has worked, how he's answered those prayers, not always how we expected, but um, just to getting to see the goodness of the Lord in our lives um, is a good faith builder. Well said. Anybody else? JD? I see something brewing there. Yeah, my brow was furrowed that whole time. <laughs> the Processing. Brow. Yeah, Thinking. It was so good, Laurel. I think, uh, you know, I, I think it's just... Um, there's there's definitely been a richness of community, um, certainly like I experience in my city group of just people eager to see people um, and to uh, engage in, in that level, but also just in my own like neighborhood. Um, I think there's just been an interesting dynamic over the last year of people um, really turning towards each other to help each other and uh, just just for friendship. Um, that I think's been unique, um, and so what? What have I learned in that? I think I just I'm thankful for that um, sense of um, crisis. Sometimes brings just um, just a community to rally around each other, to help each other, to be for each other. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this summer of just seeing that continue uh, with our neighbors, and um, I think too, just you know, I think. Our neighborhood is is a neighborhood that is usually outside, anyways. But just this last summer, and I know for this coming summer, with folks, um, we're going to be outside a lot uh, together. And I am just so thankful for that, um, knowing just that that's going to bring a lot of opportunities to speak as a Christian and to to offer just a Christian worldview and perspective on things, um, and allow people to just kind of intersect in their lives. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and uh, just kind of preparing my own heart for how to, I really appreciate Zach's last couple of podcasts of really just how to talk uh, more winsomely as a Christian. So maybe maybe it's in a sense of kind of doing a little homework for, for the summer months of engaging with neighbors and, and looking to be winsome, but thankful that this has brought neighbors outside and um, opportunity to share Christ with them. Amen. I got another one. Do you have another one, Bubs? Okay. Um I just think if we started the prayer meeting and we started the prayer meeting a year ago, just when everything was kind of falling apart and it was like, man, we need to be praying about this regularly. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be like the rest of, you know, my church life here or just like a six week prayer meeting. But I think I'm, I'm really thinking about it more as like, um, why, why are we not praying? You know? And, um, I know, I need to show up to that meeting and you don't have to show up to that meeting to be a, a praying person. Of course, uh, it's just another Avenue for prayer. That's a great way to just simply pray together as believers. That's really blessed me. And so as far as I'm concerned, um, we're keeping that thing, you know, and it's really, really good for me. It's good for those that show up. And, um, and so I'm really thankful that we were spurred on to pray. Um, and that, that is, of course, going to probably keep happening at the Vine. And um, I wish we would have started it sooner, but I'm really thankful. And I think that's something we're going to keep. Yeah, I was thinking about kind of in line with what James is saying, just this idea of community and um, how appreciative I am for community and community. 
And it's like you realize how valuable this is when you have to cross every like bridge and river and fence to get to it, you know? Um, yeah. And it's just this idea that, um, Christian community is so important and, and it is, it is actively costly to us right now to do it. Like it takes, it's not, it's, it's harder to get together on zoom than it is in person, even though for me it is, even though it seems like it should be easier. It's hard, actively harder. And so every instance of community is more work to get to. And, you know, when you're hanging out with somebody, you like, you got to wear a mask and, or you got to go to a place or you, it's just like, everything is so much harder, but it's not, not worth it. You know, like it, it is so worth it. And so I think that's what I've learned is, yeah, just how, how worth it it is to do community. Yeah, amen. I would love to hear you guys' thoughts about Zoom because we've all kind of become Zoom experts. I wish I would have invested in Zoom, you know, 14 months ago. Yeah, exactly. Like putting money in, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I Investing. A, yeah, I met a guy um, many years ago when I worked at the Apple store who um, had a few shares in Apple before the iPod came out. And uh, he's a very, very wealthy man today as a result. Um, probably same with Zoom or some other industries that have really, really done well in light of COVID. But we, we've all become kind of like Zoom experts. Um, James, I think on staff, you're probably the, 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 the grade A Zoom guy. Wow. You know, like, you know how to do breakout groups? I don't know how to do that. Well, yeah. Um, you, and your face looks great. I mean, you're a handsome man, you know, and you keep your eyebrows raised, not yeah. scowling like yeah. me. Um, anyway... Um, I think there's some Zoom stuff that we should keep moving into the future. Um, like I'm zoomed out, you know, like, you know, like a camera zoomed out. No, I mean, I'm just tired of it. But I talk about, um, and I think about how to limit the resistance. So for example, if I want to play my guitar more often, um, resistance is the ca- is the guitar in the closet in the case. So I have to open the closet door, open the case, pick up the guitar. That's just a tiny bit of resistance. But if it's there, I might not do it as opposed to if the guitar is sitting out in the corner of the room and all I have to do is pick it up. I've limited the resistance. And I think the same is with, with Zoom. For example, like with a prayer meeting. If we have a prayer meeting and it's at eight o'clock on a Sunday night and it's 10 below, like it was last week, and it's dark, and I got to get in my car, or I got to, like, you know, shovel the driveway. I mean, all those things are resistance. Zoom offers a very, very easy on-ramp without much resistance. My house is warm. My computer's right there. My phone's in my pocket. Whatever. Jammy bottoms are on, you know, suit and tie on top. Um, no, anyway, um, yeah, so... <laughs> I think Zoom is um, something that we should really think about because it offers less resistance to getting something done. Like maybe, like James, you could maybe comment on, and I don't know what your thought is in terms of Zoom and like sync meeting or whatever, but no. it seems like attendance with sync meeting has been great. Well, I think I, I like how you said, <laughs> I like how you said, I can't remember it, the, 
least resistance or whatever your yeah. your catchphrase on that was. But no, I think it's right. The reality of our churches were a lot of young families, and so whether it's city group or you know some sort of discipleship thing, class offering. Um, I think it always comes back to childcare. What do we do with our kids? And we all love kids. I love my kids. Um, I work in kids men. Um, but yet kids are always, um, you know, uh, one of those obstacles that we have to figure out. Um, so I think zoom provides a, a pathway that is a pathway of least resistance for some folks in our church. So whether it's, you know, a, a sync, which is a city group leader meeting that happens once a month, once a month. And, you know, where in the past maybe one of the parents is able to come to the meeting, uh, the other has to stay back with, um, you know, the children. Um, both parents are able to dial in and, and be present, uh, you know, after the kids go to bed or whether it's, you know, Porterbrook or um, some discipleship stuff that, that Laurel and some of the ladies have been doing. Um, it provides uh, some really cool opportunities or on-ramps that are more easy to, to grab onto in light of, um, you know, a lot of young families in our church. So yes, yes and amen. I love it. Yeah, and to be clear, I don't think we're going to like become a Zoom church or anything, but like if there's a way to use it strategically that really feels like a win, we should at least consider it. Correct. And I say even just personally, like um, for Emily and I, you know, sometimes getting together, you know, obviously we value getting together with with folks and and other couples. And so oftentimes our category pre-COVID, like getting together, like that definition was sharing a meal together. Right. Which took a lot of work considering kids and, you know, what night works for you and whatnot. But now it's getting together can include that, but it also can include, um, you know, 8 p.m. or whenever your kids are bed, can we just catch 30 minutes with you and, and bounce off some, you know, things that are rumbling around our heads and uh, just and connect with you? And it's not a big deal. We don't have to drive 10 minutes and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, get out in the cold, especially in the winter. So I think that opens just personally some really cool opportunities to connect. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I would agree. I've seen it provide really great opportunities, especially for women who stay at home with their little ones during the day. Um, there's a couple women in our church, uh, Chelsea and Becky Centineo, who have written and led a Bible study this fall, and they're going to do it again this spring. And it's opened the door to a lot of women to be able to come. It's right during nap time, or they can put their kids down for a quiet time and just jump on and engage for an hour um, in studying the Word of God. It's just provided a a path of least resistance to jump on and do that. And the same with the class I'm teaching where everybody shows up in their jammies. It's just easy. They grab their copy. They do. And then they just turn on zoom and they're there and it doesn't matter. It takes less effort. And I've seen even in my own counseling and taking appointments, like I can actually take a few more because there's less time involved and I can do it anywhere. If I'm home, I can go ahead and do it from home. Or if I'm here and you cut out the driving time, you cut out um, the chat beforehand and yeah, it's just easier. It also gives you a window into other people's lives to see their background, their, you know, <laughs> I think a lot of us, you know, probably have been in each other's homes, but you know, there's always folks that maybe you see in a, in a city group or Sunday morning that you don't, you just catch a window into their lives mm-hmm. and you're like, ah, mm-hmm. 
I see. Or that's really interesting. Or yet it fuels even conversation of like, tell me what that thing is behind you and why is that important? <laughs> yes, yes. We've done some show and tell in our city group. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, let me ask this, like, just on the flip side, God has created us as embodied creatures. We don't, you know, we don't exist as two-dimensional beings on a screen. And so what would be the danger of getting too much into Zoom when it came to ministry to one another in a, in a local church? I was actually just thinking about this. I, in college did a lot of, and this is going to come to a shock, come as a shock to many of you, a lot of really nerdy gaming type things. Very not social. Um, no, but I, I had friends, you know, from high school or whatever that I would play games with, and we would basically, like, we'd Skype was the thing and all the time. And it got to the point where I would not spend time with the people around me and instead only Skype with my friends from wherever. So I, I have like a really different view of Zoom because for me, I had to get away from something like that to get into community in person and around me. And it's, I think it's very easy to do community. Like all these things you're saying, like it's easy, like that's very true and it's very good. But sometimes community is hard and it should be, you know? And so that's, that's my whole thing is I don't like Zoom because... I flash back to high or college and, and, you know, ignoring all the people around me and ignoring good community and good fellowship around me for a much more manageable, easier community, uh, digitally. Yeah. Amen. And, um, you know, this really ties into the podcast we just launched about, you know, basically thinking theologically about how to use technology well. And what are the inputs? That podcast is specifically in reference to the media inputs, but it could be, you know, broadly speaking, we want to think theologically. We want to think um, how can we use technology to the glory of God and for our own joy. And um, I just think about, yeah, we're not two-dimensional. We're three-dimensional. We're embodied creatures. We have a physical body, and that should not be diminished in importance. So it might be as simple as, like, appropriate touch. We're created for that, you know? And so if you are missing appropriate touch, you're missing a lot. Um, whether it's, you know, um, a hand on the shoulder or shaking someone's hand. I mean, COVID has really um, proven challenging with that. But even more so if we exist in a two-dimensional space. That's just one thing I think of. You know, we're, we're created to appropriately touch each other that's very biblical to um yeah so what else do you guys think of yeah i was going to say the same thing i'm glad you said it because um i probably would have said something inappropriate there <laughs> about appropriate touch <laughs> no but i think it's just hard to you know i think of a computer screen while it allows for us to engage with one one another um, I don't know. It's so easy to check out as well. Um, like you can, you can attend city group or you can attend that meeting, but you can also be, you know, checking Facebook or, you know, like the watching the game, <laughs> watching the game. You can have multiple screens going. Um, and so, um, I don't know. There's something about 
being with people in person where you can engage, um, like you were saying, you know, the, all the dimensions of us as human beings that you cannot get on a computer screen where it's easy to, to fake it, I guess what I'm saying. And what I love about City Group and meeting every week, um, the reason why I look forward to it is just um, coming into a space where I can fully, I feel like, know the people God's put around me and just like, like, I don't know, there's something about like shaking a hand and grabbing them and like, how are you, brother or sister? tell me what's going on and just like consuming, um, that part of the relationship is not, um, is not fully there online. I think also you miss just the organic nature of relationships, um, and conversations that take place, um, on the side, like some of us are slower processors than others. And if the zoom calls over and you've thought of something, it's different. Uh, it's different than if they were in person and it's 15 or 20 minutes later and they're still in the vicinity and you can be like, hey, I had another thought. And it's easy just not to engage in those things. And I don't think you build history as well on Zoom. And building history together and shared experience in the same time and space is uh, essential for growing deeper in relationships. So I think Zoom is a great connection point. I think it's a great tool, but I don't think it should replace human interaction. Yeah, and I think along that same line, there's something about like Zoom, you get to choose who you're connecting with versus in-person community at church is chosen for you. And that is just so good for us to not choose who we're doing life with. Um, yeah, I, I for me, that's a big thing. Just the, you get put into community and then that's like, that's your community and this is good instead of I'm only going to seek out who I want to be with. Yeah, amen. These are good things we really need to be thinking through. It's really good to pause and be reflective and not just consumers, but actually uh, reflective about the tools that we have at our disposal in, in a modern age. So it's really good for us. Let me let me switch gears for us. I think this would be a great thing for us to make a habit whenever we do a staff podcast. But um, what are signs of the Spirit's work in other people? at the vine. And this is just another way of um, doing public affirmation of people. I think that would really be cool just to, um, just like, here's here's something I'm, I'm seeing at our church and this person is doing a really beautiful job at this and God is clearly um, at work in them. Are you wanting us to affirm you, Zach? Is this, I, is this yeah, an affirmation like, circle? I, my, my bucket is empty and I need you guys to fill it up. I've noticed that lately you're a lot less aggressive in your face. <laughs> well, well, well played, well played. Um, yeah, so I can start. Um, David Kellen has really stepped up to help us. We're name dropping. Well, yeah, we're name dropping. Oh, that's the point. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We want to name someone. That, that we're doing we general characteristics. No, 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 no. It's a no, good thing you're like starting. Specific. Wow specific things uh, that we're seeing in people's lives um, that are a blessing. Um, It'd be good just to practice affirmation publicly of people. Who's... I'm not not following. Um, Oh, I get it now. I'm slow. Yeah, that would be awkward. Um, (laughs) that That was a comment off mic, so maybe you didn't even hear it. Anyway... 
Um, David Kellen, he has been serving in tech ministry and doing a great job, and he is um, he is uh, volunteered to kind of run point on all things tech these days at the Vine, and um, I've really appreciated his leadership there. And I think he's doing a great job. And and most people don't know like how much is involved with tech stuff, even at a small church like ours. But it's a lot. And it's complicated, especially when you have a live stream every Sunday. Um, and you've got two buildings with internet flying around and all that stuff. So um, really been thankful for David lately. What have you guys seen? I am really thankful for Steffi Headland, Jackie Garcia, Amy Anderson, Kimmy Nielsen. She's going to love that, I know. Um, it's because I love her so much. And uh, I'm probably forgetting other female service hosts, but just really, really encouraged at their willingness to step out and serve. It is a sacrifice to come and be there for both services. And it's not always easy to get up in front and be the public face of the Vine. There's a lot of content usually. And not only that, that they're on YouTube too. Anyway, I'm just really encouraged and uh, thankful for their leadership in that. Um, yeah, so that's something I'm really thankful for. This would be good. I, I've been wanting to mention this on Sunday morning, but, you know, in, at the Vine, um, there's always multiple avenues for things to get communicated. So let me just derail for a second and just remind us um, we are intentionally having more women present on Sunday morning. Um, for those of you that don't know, we are a church that embraces complementarianism where we believe there are different roles based on gender as the Bible presents it. And some, and that trickles down to how we do Sunday morning. Um, and so I won't get into all of that in terms of why, but basically we have um, certain roles that we think are reserved on a Sunday morning for elders, and elders are men. And it typically uh, relates to the authority of God's word and how that's presented for the whole church. And so um, we reserve that for elders. Um, and so you'll see that when you see pronouncement about uh, confession or assurance, like pronouncing assurance of your forgive sins based on the authority of God's word. Um, we'll, we'll, we see now elders doing that. We see that now when elders hold up the Bible and say, here is the Lord's Supper. We do this in remembrance of me um, and take and eat and drink and, and that. Uh, we, we, we just have said that we think that's something that would be wise for elders to do. But um, beyond that, whether it's singing or service hosting or announcements or a call to worship, um, different churches are going to slice and dice that differently. And there is probably some freedom. Um, but we are really celebrating and being purposeful about having women in the service host role that we didn't have in the past. And so... Um, I just wanted to say that because um, there probably hasn't been as much explanation as to why we're having more women involved in the service host role than we have in the past, whatever, nine and a half years. But that's intentional on our part. And um, just wanted to say that uh, as a little brief excursus for those that might be wondering. So what else? Are, or Go ahead. Yeah, I just thought of somebody else, Meg Nobles. She's really championed um, the blessing box or the little free pantry, whichever you choose to call it, and uh, just helped our church uh, think of a new and great way to bless our community. 
and uh, it's stocked regularly. She comes in and takes the donations and restocks it, and we've seen people using the blessing box, and she's just done a great job of saying, hey, here's a need, here's what we could do, and just taking care of it and done it, and I love that. I love that leadership that she's shown, um, so that's been really beautiful. Yeah, I would say over the last year, um, we don't publicize ourselves that much, but um, youth group has continued the last 12 months. Um, and so I just give a shout out to all the youth leaders. Um, we are a multi-church youth group, so we got leaders from other churches as well. But from the Vine, um, Ty and Jess Allen and James Garcia uh, and Ruby Carpenter and Armila. Uh, Francis? Is that right? No. Isle. Oh, is that her maiden name? Okay, for some reason I know that, and I don't think I should, but I do. Uh, <laughs> but they, they've they all helped out. And, uh, you know, as I connect with uh, other youth pastors across the country, like um, youth youth programs just in general have really struggled uh, just for consistency and kids showing up. And, um, you know, I think it speaks a lot to just our youth leaders of continually just engaging with students and showing up even though the last few months we've been online and um, that's not always fun online youth group but um, just their faithfulness of showing up and making that sacrifice and um, so I really appreciate them and the other person I would say that I uh, just really thankful for is uh, Scott Welch and um, he does a lot of things with the building that is behind scenes that we as just Members of the church have no idea, um, myself included, uh, but he puts in a lot of hours and just um, whether he's coming in snow removal type stuff or um, fixing. I know there was a toilet that broke last Sunday and I was told he was on his way to fix it. So really appreciate Scott Welch and his um, just his servanthood of serving the needs of the church. I wanted to praise Houston, um, my man Bubs. And uh, I've just been hearing such good things about Thrive. And so, man, thanks for leading out in that. We're really, really thankful for that as a, as a um, one aspect of how we disciple at the Vine. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm thankful for you too, Houston. <laughs> um, I'm really, really thankful for David Jordan. Um, his whole family, but for David, he has been a rock star and worked really hard. I don't even know what all he's done, but I know that he's figured out all the technology for us to be able to, I knew he had helpers too, but he really championed that and put in a lot of hours and a lot of time and, um, for live stream. Yes. And understanding all of that. And for our, all of our tech crew, so many people, um, who I can't even name who just have shown up over and over and over again and worked hard, um, with a lot of details and things changing sometimes week to week. And we could not have done what we did church-wise um, without you guys. And so thank you, all the Tucci's. And I can't name everybody else. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but thank you. Anybody else? Yeah, I can keep going, too. Well... Okay, Laurel's going to go. I've got another good one. Something I've been really, really encouraged by is um, Heather Lorden and Morgan Ritter. And they're, they're pretty open about this, and you can talk to them. They shared with our women's study on Sunday. But just how they walked in obedience to, to the Lord through 
uh, reconciliation in their friendship. And it wasn't a big deal. I don't think it was like this major thing, but just had a misunderstanding. And rather than holding on to it and uh, giving into the influence of what the world would say, instead they stepped out in faith and followed the steps of reconciliation laid out in Scripture. And the Lord has just done something beautiful and incredible. And uh, it's a good testimony to me and a good reminder of uh, the Lord's goodness and faithfulness to us when we do obey. And so if you if you get a chance to see them, like invite them to share the story of what God has done. It's really beautiful, and I'm thankful for them. Yeah, I, um, I really appreciated, James, just having you around. And you've done a great job. Uh, it's been over a year now. Because I think you started February 1st-ish last year. It's like you started and then COVID hit. And what a crazy time to start some on Steph. Yeah, some people say that James is the reason why COVID is around. That's debatable, I think. But we'll just let that. Yeah, in some circles, debatable. Um, and uh, just really thankful for you and your leadership um, in so many things. And it's I've just been so thankful that the church has enabled us to hire you. And Laurel, I of course feel the same about you, and um, and you've you know just walked with me through a lot in these last five years, and um, really appreciate you, and I'm gonna miss having you around the office um, in the fall. That's gonna be really hard, but really good all at the same time. And so so thankful for all that you're doing, and your your um, your hands are over so many things at the church, and. Um, just so thankful for that and so our staff team you know i just want to praise you guys like you're doing a great job and god is you know god is is glorified as you seek to respond to what he's doing uh through his word in your life and so really thankful for that another guy i'm really been thankful for we we were gonna have to cut this off but um just for the sake of time but uh really thankful for james garcia and he's done a great job um, service hosting on a Sunday morning, and um, he is now an elder candidate. Uh, is that right? Yeah, elder candidate. I can't keep it all straight anymore. He is a candidate now and doing a great job, and um, just thankful for him and how I've seen him grow in his years of being around the vine. Um, so, anybody else? I do, of course. I've got many more. i got two more that I'm thinking. I'm really thankful for Chelsea Peck. I know I mentioned this earlier. But just her growing desire to study and teach the Word of God. Um, yeah, I'm really thankful that she's stepping out in that and uh, putting in a lot of hard work to study and write a study for the women at the Vine to teach them how to engage in Scripture, to understand what it said in its original context, and then how that applies to us today. She's done just a fantastic job in stepping out in that. And um, really thankful for all of our city group leaders as Justin and I have begun meeting or we have met with each city group we've gotten to jump in and participate we got to see our leaders in action and man you guys are doing a great job it was really fun to see you all uh, know your people lead your people ask good questions pray with your people and your faithfulness through this season it hasn't been easy to transition to zoom and deal with all the different preferences and ideas floating around but you guys have done a fantastic job and we're so thankful for all that you guys do going once going twice well we could um do this all day 
And um, maybe when we do a staff podcast, we'll make this a, a tradition because I think it's really good to publicly thank people and publicly um, acknowledge where we see God's spirit alive and glorified through people and their faithfulness um, in serving. So um, any final words you guys want to, you got anything you want to get off your chest? Laurel does. Just keep giving me coffee and I've got more to say. Um, <clears throat> I heard the birds this morning. Yes. It was beautiful. I got up, well, you guys were all up too, up at 6.15, and uh, I heard the birds chirping. So spring is coming. Yeah, I was um, I was on the, my street with my girls, and I closed my eyes as we stood in the sunlight, and I closed my eyes and just envisioned the sound of waves and staying on a beach. And I said, this is awesome. So get outside. Yeah. I Enjoy mean, that weather. The day that we're recording this is the warmest day uh, we've had in a long, long time. And so. So this isn't released today. No, it's not. We are, um, we're speaking into the future right now. Well, if I could just speak to um, something, I think this might be really encouraging. Um, went to the dentist yesterday. <laughs> And um, <laughs> I I came into last year with with ten yeah Zach Zach had furrowed brows furrowed brow and now my and eyebrows like, are where raised. is this going uh, <laughs> I don't know where it's going other than this I had ten cavities uh, last no. year last year oh I thought you said yesterday yeah and I slowly, not yesterday I been no 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 oh, no, okay, no no okay. no last year okay. hadn't been to the dentist in six years prior to that oh James so yes. Just confession right here. Good. Looking for assurance, Houston, a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I got a couple of them fixed, and I had a few remaining. But went to the dentist yesterday expecting, you know, more rebuke and more bills. Yes. And he said, we're removing the remaining cavities from your list. You've, you've brushed them away. No way. And I said, what? <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up other than let's take care of our teeth yep. and uh, brush and floss. and That'll preach. <laughs> okay. That <laughs> you will should, preach. You should eliminate that. Uh, I didn't know that was possible. I guess I'm just bringing it up of for all of our dentists out there. How did that happen? Keep on keeping on. Mm. And, hey, I mean, that's something that uh, we need to be thankful for when we think about COVID and moving to the future. Because when you're not seeing anybody, personal hygiene can go out the window. I mean, ask my boys. I mean, personal hygiene is just a challenge in general. But in the time of COVID, Kim and I were talking about this, Laurel. I know you're with me. Showering can be optional. Three or four days. Three or four days. Like, if you're not going anywhere, everything's on Zoom. Jammy's on the bottom. Exactly. And that's, that's funky. That's yeah. nasty. Showers or laundry, So that's something right? we're not keeping. We're not keeping that and moving in the future. That's what we should talk about. Things we're not going to continue on after COVID. Well... We will uh, file that away for another day. Houston, did you have a comment? <laughs> I don't think I do. Okay. No. Houston, entertain us. Tell us a joke. Anything funny? Uh, I don't know enough Greek for that. I was just thinking about um, the, f the freedom of having laundry on your countertops for more than one day in a row. Yep. And I'm just living in that freedom right now. Yep. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you guys, Vine staff. This is a joy to always gather with you and um, frees us up to be a little more improvisational. 
which I know Laurel loves. And uh, so, yeah, thank you guys. And we love the Vine Church, and it's a joy to serve here. And Laurel wants to have the last word. Just one last shout out. I love you, Amy Anderson.